Did I tell you about my horrific week last week? By the way, <laughs> horrific day. Even. Your horrific your horrific day last With, and, uh, during uh, during the boiler installation. No, I knew you were getting your boiler installed. So, I didn't realize okay. what you were. So last Tuesday, two day process to get my boiler installed. Mostly on one day, but I had to get it finished up the next day. So Tuesday, yeah, it's... nine a.m. People show up. I'm already stressed out my box, right? This is like major surgery to the house, right? Like drill, yeah, yeah, like yeah. holes are getting drilled in like external walls, shit like that. Like it's big yeah. fucking thing happening. So I'm already stressed out my box while trying to work. Um, halfway through the day, all of our drains clog, sinks, baths, uh, kitchen sure. sink, okay. everything clogs. We the kitchen was already being a bit weird, but it was just the kitchen. Now it's everything, so we have to get somebody else out. To be like, hey, like we can't use everything is clogging. Something yeah. is clogged. Can you get in somebody out to do that? So I'm arranging this while also stuff is happening. There's loud noises happening everywhere, and I'm trying to arrange a drain guy to come out at the same time. Um, and then about two hours after that, our internet dies, and we both work from home, oh, right? Good. So we can't, yeah, do anything. And I'm just like, and I'm resetting routers. I'm factory resetting shit. I'm trying to do all this. Drain guy appears. Drains get vacuumed which was not a thing i knew the drain guys did but they got vacuumed it's like he's got like the tube attached to like the kitchen drain thing that, that reaches everything he sticks on and is like okay i hit the button to blow it's like five seconds and then i flip it back i used to hear this funk like you know the you know the, like the um the noise in movies of like um pneumatic tubes of like funk. yeah it's the, that yeah. it's like this thing goes all the way around the house through the drain pipe just like funk. Straight into the straight into thing clears that out. Brilliant. Oh, that's good. Um, but then our internet goes down, and I can't figure out what the fuck's going on. So that's the evening. Is now like I'm factory reset routers. I'm factory resetting the Virgin modem. I'm re- checking a bunch of settings. I'm changing DNS. Nothing's working. Uh, eventually, get it to the point where the internet and the modem's working, but it's not hitting the router. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is I haven't changed anything. Nothing's changed. Um, and just like as a last ditch attempt. I, the modem is in the, the living room, router's in the hallway, I've got a big ass cable that just runs between the two of them, so that the, the, the router can be in the middle, so it hits the whole house. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, fuck it, like, I'm out of ideas, I'm just gonna get a different cable, big 30 foot cable, and just connect them. Everything pings back into existence. Oh, it's just a cable vault? I'm okay. like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I've never had a network cable instantaneously Die. just fail. Yeah. Like and you like you run through the setup for the return. It's like you don't have a cable connected. Like it's that level of like it's not even yeah, like interference. Yeah. It's like you don't have a cable connected. Like fuck, that's so weird. So I've got a temporary cable running that lets us do the work. And like after I'm done recording here, I need to rewire. Who's going to rewire the cable? That evening, uh, I'm sitting in the living room trying to decompress after the whole day. Both cats appear in the corner of the living room, just like arrows, like pointing at the corner. Of the living room, what the fuck right. are you doing? Like, there's nothing there, and I'm clear, and I'm like, okay, fine. I've got a couple of like boxes or something like that in the corner. What the fuck are you doing? And they're like laser focused on the corner. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I grab like a like a stick and just like sweep out from under the cupboards in the corner. Yeah. Little mouse appears. Yep. Just dead, yep. completely dead mouse. Oh, dead. Oh, okay. yeah, completely de- or was dead or was soon soon dead had a heart had a heart attack or something like that and they're like yeah. laser focused but they don't quite know what to do because they've never seen a live one before and just yeah. like it's just there and i'm like oh shit okay so i get it in a box and take it out put it, in, put it outside um 
So I'm assuming when I rewire this cable after we're done here, there's a giant fucking gnaw out of it somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. which would explain it. But it, it was just it was baffling at the time because, like I said, I've never had a network cable to spontaneously fail like that. Like, yeah, the only way that happens your... if it gets caught, yeah, or like burn or something like or that, burn, or sliced. Or, yeah, yeah. Physical the, damage. Because like... the only thing I was thinking of at the time was like all the vibration happening in the kitchen, like while this thing's getting fitted, like maybe knocked something out or like, yeah, like jostled broke it or, something yeah, yeah. or something. That nah, must have been this mouse. Don't know. But first mouse that's ever been in this house. So. Ladies and gentlemen, the internet is the 31st of October 2023. It's a spooky episode. Ooh, <laughs> the Game Engine Start podcast. My name's Callum. My name's you. I'm not used to when We're you go it. off format. I'm sorry. I, I, we have to for the, the spooky. It's, of it's, course. Oh my God. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, have we got a spooky game to talk about? I don't know. I do. Do we have any? I yeah, oh, okay, sure. I, I don't know how much of that you played, though. That was the, I didn't know if you were eh, going to talk about it. Enough, so, to, so. enough to at least talk a little bit about it. Um, are you? Did you do anything for Halloween? Is this a thing Fuck you still no. do? I'm, I'm over. I'm over thirty. I've not done anything since Halloween for since I was like sixteen or something. I was going like to say, that. what is the last? What is the last thing you at like the last costume slash event you did for Halloween? I legitimately don't remember. Okay. Legitimately don't remember. Yep. Like it's Fair. been that long. Yep. Like I've um, now I've now probably spent more years of my life not doing stuff for Halloween than I did doing stuff for Halloween. Yeah, like, you're the... probably. Mm, I'm probably not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. I'm trying to think the last thing I did would have been... You seem like the sort of person that got dragged to the Halloween parties by a bunch of lads that you knew in university. Like, that's the... I didn't really... Not... I I did end up... I think I must have been 20... I definitely came down from Edinburgh, so I must have been post... No, I wasn't... You came down from Edinburgh to do a Halloween thing? No, I hadn't hadn't moved up at this point, it must have been. Oh, okay. Yes, because I'd come straight out of work. That's what it was. Like, my... Like, my retail job in uni so and i remember i put zero effort into a costume i think i was i can't even remember what i was yeah it must i must have been like 22 maybe yeah at that point i could drag the cat house for something i think that was about the last time i probably did it and i wasn't even really in costume um you just went to the cat house <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I mean, it was the most minimal effort possible, I, I, I but don't it was know why a Halloween would do that. thing. I don't know why anybody would do that in the first place, but like, that's... I will say, because the, the goal was always anyone in, anyone of, any alt kids of my age that were in Glasgow at the time will have known that the thing you wanted to go to was, um, the, God, what the fuck was it called? It was called, fuck, what the fuck was it called? It was like a it was like a club night they would do four you nights try a year. You to remember his youth live on cinema. Yeah, this. right. There was a club night they would do four nights a year. This group would do four night four nights a year in what was Carling at the time is now what the O2 Academy, ah. in Glasgow, whatever it's called at this know. point. Um, and they would do one at Halloween, one at Christmas, one at Valentine's Day, and one summer one. And it was like a like dress up properly club night which was like and they would usually have like electro swing and burlesque dancers and that kind of stuff 
and I went to one of them. You could never get close to Halloween one because that was the big night. Yeah. So you could never get close to that one and like tickets were super expensive and they sold out almost immediately. But I got to one, I think it was the Christmas one, I think, uh, where I don't, that, that was, yeah, I remember that being the type of thing I would go to rather than like do a proper Halloween, like I am a ghost style spooky thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a while. It has been a while. Um, I, I gave up on doing the Halloween stuff. A very long time. Do you get ago. where you are? Do you get people come to your door? Like, do you have your nope. kids around you? No. Nope. Even if I did, I would ignore it. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. You sit with the lights off. Yes. Absolutely. Um, there was a party in this block last night for sure. Um, because there was people in the hallway and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I didn't see. I, I kind of want to see. Okay, here's the thing. I actually do want to see. What does a Gen Z Halloween party look like? Is it what we would have got, where it's like, 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 uh, guys being like dumb shit, and like half the women being like sexy cat, and the other half of the women being like, I'm a plastic bag, like that kind of stuff. Or is it like, I, is it way smarter than that now? Is it all memes that we don't get? Is it? I don't, I, fuck. I, don't, I mean, I don't get the memes half the time anyway. So I'd, like, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, do, is that the, is that the, is that the end result? Or is it? Um, is it? Do do the traditions that we had as children will extend? We will never. We will never know, and we'll never need to know. Oh yeah! If I ever the... end up at a Gen Z Halloween party, something's gone horribly wrong in my yeah, exa- life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, there's no reason it's... for us to know why that would no, be a thing. Exactly. Like... Um. Yeah, spooky season uh, has flown over a little bit into the games that we've played a little bit. It depends how. It depends how spooky, I suppose, you you find um, nano machines in the Illuminati. Probably to start with, uh, pff, <laughs> how, hell. how how spooky? How has it been? Re- okay, so we're talking about the the Metal Gear Solid collection, which came yeah. out volume um, volume one specifically. Volume one, we can't fucking play four. Yeah, yes, I assume that's got to be. I mean, people have data mined that out of the game that. But yeah, four. But, like, who knows when that thing's thing. gonna fucking come out? Right, like that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I assume that I assume that takes a lot more work because like that game's never been anywhere. Yeah, for since the PS3. For, yeah, so. like PS2 has been pretty well. Not only is the PS2 pretty well, that, well emulated that, at this like, point, but also collection. Yeah, yes, the, the collection collection. already exists, so yeah, the work's exactly. been done. Exactly. Four is like it four has never come out on some else. system. Yeah, optimized for that PS3 you were talking, chip. I was talking that's to insane. my friend about it last night um, mm-hmm. when we were playing it, and we were like, "Oh, what are we going to do about four? And someone who was in there is like a emulation head and knows about emulation sure. and they were guy you were like you are not getting a ps3 emulator and they're like what do you mean is like yeah ps3 emulators are just stuck in this world of like it doesn't work and no one can make it work no like apparently it, you can like you can like launch mgs4 but you can't play it yeah and that's that's just how it is like that's just what it is. so there's there is no way to do it other than wait for the collection or get a ps3 like yeah, that's I the mean, i mean the ps remember the ps3 being PS3, the whole thing about the PS3 versus the 360 at the time was the PS3 was like a custom chip. It was like, that was the, yeah, no, that wasn't yeah. the motion engine. What was the dumb name for that? That blast processing? No. There was something, there was something. The blast specific. processing was the Genesis. Oh yeah, you're right. I can't, there was some something about the PS3, but the PS3 was like a custom chip that was really difficult to program for. So you yeah. had the advantage of like, if you were a naughty dog and doing Uncharted, you could customize it specifically for that chip. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you could not port that thing very easily, which is why PS3 
games never really came out on PC and stuff like that. But it's yeah, so like I don't know how they're going to do it unless they like they would have to port it probably. Like even the PS5 is not going to PS3 yeah, emulate right now. Like I don't know how they're going to do it. Which is why, which is why I'm like that thing is not coming out anytime soon. Unless, like, unless that thing, there's going to be a lot of work. Unless this whole project is spurred by the fact that they've cracked it, or somebody's they've managed to do oh, it. Oh, maybe and the whole yeah. thing is about like let's build up to getting four out there. I really want to play four again without mm-hmm. looking up a PS3, which I still have somewhere. Um, but instead of that we do have so was it one, two, three, one, two, two three, MSX three MSX games? games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, who plays the MSX games? Like, you're not going to play the MSX, right? Games yeah, like, like play play um, Ghost Babble, the best MSX. No, game. don't play that either. What are you fucking talking about? That's Ghost Babble's good. Game. Ghost Babble's good. It was a fucking Game Boy One game. Yeah, it was bad. They wouldn't like. Okay, fine. Um, there was a, a Game Boy Color games. It's really hard to definitively be like, was there any good Game Boy Color games? True. Like, it's it was. Not, it was it's... impressive at the time. It was a technical achievement. I mean, much like Metal Gear Solid 1, it was impressive for the platform it was on. Like, that's... uh, I think that's that's core of it. But I do love the fact that um, when I picked it up, I immediately went to play MGS2, because that was the one I not played for the longest. I think I'd watched MGS1 recently. Because you're... Because, let's be honest, it's because you're a coward and you don't want to play through the whole series start to finish. Of course, yeah. But then, like, yesterday you messaged me and was like, yo, MGS2 is really good, which suggests that you hadn't played through one either. No, I, I, so I, I told you this at the start. The, 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 the key was that I'm not playing the game. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm not playing the, the oh, remaster so you... collection. Okay. What I'm doing is w- sitting with my friend, play through right. the entire series for the first time ever. Oh, okay. When she knows nothing about Metal Gear Solid, like very little about Metal Gear Solid. When you sent me the and image yesterday, the... I assumed you'd started playing it. Okay. So no, that, that, that was me that. showing you that she had finished one and was got starting you. two. That got was you, got the, you, got yeah. you. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, how those games hold up? Oh, sorry, I, I can only talk about MGS two because that's the one I've been playing. Yeah. That game holds up remarkably well. Also, right, it's really. I have to make this plain because it's 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 it has to come up. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for us as two people, yes, to be objective about yes. Metal Gear Solid. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. that is that is a game we played when we were young, and we played a lot of it, and like all that, like us, you saying the phrase that game still really holds up is really hard to determine if that game really actually holds up or so, if it's us being nostalgic and already knowing how to play the game. Yeah, to be because clear, some like, stuff in Metal Gear Solid Two from the perspective of someone that's never played it, yeah, that I've now seen, yeah, is not perfect, is not amazing. Like, oh it's yeah, not, yeah. So, I mean, to be clear, like MGS Two is the reason we got PS Two. Like once we knew when that yeah. game was coming out, that the Christmas before the February or March that game came out, like we got PS2. That was the reason we got it. We were that excited about yeah. it. And I am also the person who, when my friend phoned me uh and said, Hey, I got this zone of the Enders game, do you want to come play the MGS2 demo? Like that was the way that conversation yeah. went. Like it's also Zone of the Enders cracking game, but we were there for the MGS2 demo at the time. Um, so yeah, it is really hard to be objective considering how much of that game we played, but it felt to me, so I think, I think the realization to me that this game, you have to be into what MGS is doing in order to like MGS 2, right? So I'm sitting playing through MGS 2 
with my wife next to me who's never knows of the games, knows of the characters, obviously, but has never like seen the plot beats of the game. And we're going through, uh, and I'm playing through the tanker, and we're not going to spoiler MGS2 here. That game is however many years old. You get to the end yeah. of the tanker, and Ocelot does the the arm reveal, right? And I pause the game and explain the arm to somebody. Oh, who's... right, yeah, because she didn't play one. So right. you're... Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. But she knows like the characters and knows roughly the story, and like you can mention the word clone and kind of remembers bits and pieces of it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I explain yeah. the liquid arm thing, and she yeah. just looks at me with this hopeless look of like. What did you do as a child? Who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to explain this story. And like you're going through the tanker and it's like, yeah, but I remember playing the demo and you like shoot the ice bucket and like all the ice comes out and it individually yeah, melts yeah, away. Yeah. And like the watermelons in the store closet and like all oh, the smoke for the lasers and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, it is really hard to explain how detailed that game was for the time right yeah no absolutely in, it, it was in uh, insane well, ways it, it, it kind of shows it because i had I, I explained this to my friend last night when we were playing the the bit in the tanker when you turn the corner and there's the shadow of vulcan raven yep. and it's the yep. the the torch with the yep. the, the action figure and stuff on it and I, I had to explain being like actually this game came out and was kind of like a tech demo for like the next level of like how powerful the ps2 was yeah so they wanted to show off look at this lighting engine, look at the way the water works on the tanker where the rain hits the ground and like bounces a bit and like mm-hmm. goes around characters and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it maybe it looks a bit dated now and it's a funny joke and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, at the time it was pretty cutting edge. Kind of as MGS1 was because yeah, it absolutely. was the thing that um, my friend pointed out as she was playing it was like, if I had played this in 1998 when it came out, it would have blown my mind. Exactly. It's like, that's not what ps1 games were ps1 games were like crash bandicoot or spyro or whatever yep. yeah sure you had like Final fantasy and stuff like that that were doing the big scale thing but that was across like four discs or whatever mm. no game was really doing the thing that metal gear solid did and that's kind of why it latched on and nothing like nothing oh, was that's doing like it's... nothing was doing like summer blockbuster style yeah story like that but then on top of that having like remarkably sharp gameplay for the time and also just being fucking weird in ways that mm, you mm. don't see, you didn't see a lot. Um, trying to explain the, the like specifically the tanker section because you kind of have to. The problem with, with problem with someday. So I assume you're doing some of this as well, but like a lot of the when you're trying to, when you're trying to talk about the legacy of Metal Gear and specifically two, there's so much meta stuff you have to go around where it was like nobody knew about Raiden until the game came out. Like, yeah, it was such I had a to big that, deal. Like, literally last night, yeah, yeah, and it was such a huge deal. So that... here's the here's the interesting thing about my the perspective on that for her. Mm. So she, the person that I'm playing it with, has never knows very very little about MGS as a series. She knows sure. bits and pieces, and she knows she knows like the memes and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. See, you see it on the internet, but she has played Revengeance, so right. <laughs> she is coming at it backwards, yeah. and is like, so she knows who Raiden is and knows that the backstory of Raiden and like all oh, the child soldier Jack the Ripper yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff but has no context for the stuff before in, in MGS2 so just knows him as the cool cyborg ninja yep. so when you get to when you get to Big Shell and you do the opening cutscene and it's Campbell talking to Snake air quotes yep. um, 
and it's Raiden's voice. She was like, "Wait, is that Snake?" Like she she didn't get it initially, and we and like we've been told strictly like do not spoil stuff. Like help if she asks, but don't yeah, yeah. spoil anything. Absolutely. And I was like, "Yeah, that's what I was gonna do anyway. That's fine." So we didn't say anything, and she sat and puzzled it out for a bit, being like, "What the fuck? What's happened?" Yep. I randomly threw in being like, "Oh well, Snake like he drowned in a tanker, so like maybe something's happened to him or whatever." Trying to like lay it on thick so and to, kind of keep so it so that it would be a big surprise. To be clear, she did the tanker section. Like as, yeah, she did. As tanker. Snake. I told her right, to do tanker. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, he he drowned, so maybe he's like fucked his voice up. I was trying to like lay it on so that it would kind of be a big reveal. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then as he kept talking, she was like, no, that that sounds like Raiden. And I know Raiden exists in the Metal Gear universe. This sounds like Raiden. Mm. So she didn't get the full like, holy fuck, who's this guy sort of thing. She knew it was Raiden, but then was like, wait, do you not play this game as Snake? And I had to explain to her being like, Oh yeah, like no, like all the promotional material, the demo, everything that came out before MGS two was just the tanker stuff. Yep. like none of the big shell stuff was in it. Even or no, even did, even it better than that. In it. Yeah, yeah, even better than that. All the trailers that had big shell stuff in it used Snake's model as the character. Yeah, people got super mad, and they were mad for like months. Like they were so mad for, despite the game being great. Like, yeah, yeah. they were so angry that they just weren't playing a snake. Like it was, it was wild. Like it was so crazy. Um, but yeah, it's 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 actually been fascinating playing through these games with someone that's never seen them before because it is really interesting. Um, yeah, MGS One. I can tell you, MGS One like holds up as a. This is like pinnacle PS One level. Yeah. This is what was possible in the PS One yes. thing, and it's like funny and it's well written and like the all the stuff in the game is pretty interesting but like the the fight with like the the thing that really killed it for her was like the stuff like the fight with the hind d which is yep. not a fun fight no and is not at shit all. most of the time anyway um and the fight with rex where if you die in phase two you have to go back to phase one and like all that stuff which yep. is the thing that like us as people who have played metal gear a lot accept as oh yeah this is bad Yep, but absolutely. she came at it being like what the fuck is this like the game was doing so well and then you get to the hind d moment yep. and it kills it and then it builds it back up again and then kills it again when you hit rex and you're like oh, okay yeah fair enough like it's yeah and like having to explain or not explain like it's, it's pretty self-evident but like the disadvantage of having like this the disadvantage of not playing the game on the original mm-hmm. platform as well is when you do stuff like um when you hit psychomantis right like Psychomantis in the PS2 on the PS uh, sorry PS1 on the PS1 where he actually looked at your memory card where he actually made the controller move yeah is like so, you can't so she that. she knew she knew that was a thing because that's one of the memes right mm. so you, people talk about that fucking all the time but of course Psychomantis does but we I like and it's not the same in the the collections you have to do the same thing you did with the PSN version where you like swap controller settings right. in the menu yeah 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 um. But like it's yeah, we, like she was like, oh yeah, like if that had happened, and I explained to her, it was like, oh yeah, the first time that I played Metal Gear Solid One, the the memory card had like the Castlevania save and stuff yep. on it, so he did the, oh I see you like Castlevania thing, and it was like what the fuck, like that's yeah. crazy. I, I we're we're providing historical context to her, being like, no, oh, this was like a big deal, like this was like huge, to, to, and like the Rumble thing was like pretty wild, and yeah. To be was... clear, like Metal Gear, that that scene specifically in Metal, in Metal Gear One rewired my brain in such an insane way where i'm sure i've talked about the when i the uh resident evil 6 no not 6 7 demo that i played that um when i did that i 
was playing that demo. I was playing that demo. I'm sure I've told this story on here before. I played. I was playing that demo, and part of that that initial section, there's a like a piano that you can interact with, and the lid slams shut on the piano and makes this giant noise as part of the like one of the first scares of that of that section. When I played that demo, the piano slammed shut, and my TV went off, like switched off. Right. Oh yeah. Like it heard yeah, the yeah. noise, and then the TV went off, or not the TV went off the the signal disappeared where it came up with like, there's nothing plugged into HDMI 1. That thing yeah, happened. Yeah. Because of MGS 1, my initial thought was not what broke in my AV unit. It was... Yeah. It was, oh, this is a trick. How it did was... they manage to do this? Like, technically, you can yeah. send communication over HDMI, but I don't think they could expose that to software. Like, how would the fuck would you... And no, what had happened was the, loud, the noise was loud enough that it shorted my speakers because there was two yeah. cables touching yeah. each other and it blew the, the trip, the safety mechanism on my AV unit. Metal Gear 1 had rewired my brain in such a way where it's like, I wonder if you can do this. And between that and like, like I'm still disappointed. Well, am I? Because I've seen people play Eternal Darkness and I'm like, that feels yeah. like it was entirely my shit. But also that game seems really difficult to play. Like, uh, yeah, it, it seems like not it was... fun to play, even though the, bit, the cool bits are very cool. Um, the, yeah, the, the, stu- the stuff that Eternal Darkness did was very DNA linked to the stuff that like Metal Gear was, that, was doing and all that. Was that but, also a Konami game? Eternal Darkness? No, yeah. I don't think so. Eternal Darkness. Uh, I don't remember uh, who made it, but Silicon I, I don't think it was. Oh, because it was a okay. GameCube game, which is why I never played it. Yeah, right. It was like yeah, a very yeah. early GameCube game. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the okay. Yeah, it's a very DNA like, but it was yeah. That game's ridiculously hard to play. But yeah, had you played it, yeah, that it, it, you would have liked that. Like knowing yeah. what knowing what that thing is and what yeah, yeah. how that thing goes, you would have liked it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Metal Gear One, it holds up other than the bad points. But it's also knows. like yeah. that everyone knows. But also, it's the there there is especially because you get to do it in such rapid succession. Yeah, I went from Metal Gear Solid One where it ended, and we were talking about it, and she was like, "Yeah, that was really good. Like it was kind of revolutionary for a time. Understand yeah. that? Really like it." And we were like, "Okay, let's start two. And it comes up, and you do a new game, and it's like tanker. It's like tanker strut tanker or strut like as a what what yeah. mode do you and i was immediately just like just pick the top one don't look at it just pick the top one yep. like don't worry about it and she was like okay whatever just playing through it got the tanker section and it's snake and all that stuff and you do the first person stuff and she's like whoa this is like revolutionary like this is gonna make this game playable mm-hmm. and i was like yes this is this is good funny stuff with lasers and all that stuff yep and then um cuts to metal gear 2 it cuts to the end of Metal Gear 2 where it, or Metal Gear 2 Tanker where it is Ocelot with the liquid hand it is crazy Mecha with the water cutter yep. like all the, and all the stuff that comes out in the cutscenes at the end of the Tanker level and yeah she had the similar reaction to the liquid arm thing yep. where it's like what the fuck is this yep. like what's happening like I don't understand this and it's like oh this weird she, like, she likened it to the episode of the Simpsons where someone gets the the hair transplant and then becomes like a serial murderer <laughs> i was like yep, yeah sure absolutely. some sort of idea yeah. and all that stuff but like again but, so she did all it, that stuff and but the the best thing about it was that it happened at the end of tanker happened and then strut one happened yep and she was like okay well I'll stop here for now or whatever and i was like I, I was like look at look at how long you've been playing for and tanker is like two hours if yep. you like do everything I, or whatever i, I basically sped the run the tanker two in like hours an hour or game. something yeah, if you know what you're doing, you can yeah, do it yeah. like 45 minutes yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, the first two hours of Metal Gear Solid 2, 
introduces the whole liquid arm thing and the ray thing and i was like you need to wait until you see where this game goes yeah because like two is the start point of when metal gear becomes metal gear yes and it is gets so well i'm so excited to see the rest of this game because fuck it i've got it all in my head like i could play that game with my eyes shut at this point like i know it front to back so I'm yeah. very excited to see her reaction to all of the shit that happens in Metal Gear. It is, it is yeah. really weird though, like playing through two again, there was definitely points where I had actually, I'd blanked bits out where like I, the, in the tanker, I, the, the, I don't know if this is just like, because I was, I don't know why, maybe I was just too young at the time, but I didn't realize that Ray's, in the tanker bit, the Ray's, um, when it slices through the hull, that that's supposed to be a water jet, not a laser, because the cut. Yeah, that's like, why he like sticks his head in and like sucks so, up the water. Because I yeah. missed that. Like I just thought it was like a scene of him underwater, but like watching it again, like you see him like ingest water, like all the water kind of yeah. sucks in, and I was like, oh, it's a water jet. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the Fat Man fight, and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I've forgotten. How to fight Fat, how to fight Man, Fat Man. Or like one of the 17 different ways you can do any fight, right? And yeah, eventually yeah, I'm yeah. just like, okay, fine, I'll just put enough bullets in them and eventually it goes. But I'm like, I know there's other ways of doing every one of these fights and I have yeah, totally forgotten. Yeah. Like, instead I just abused Claymores where I just run up to him and put a Claymore in front of him and then knock him over and do it from there. And it was like... Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd forgotten that whole bit. And then... And again, like... If you if you're not following what's happening and you just like come in and out like like um I can't I, I think I was I was playing a, a bunch of it I think I haven't finished it yet I think I'm, I'm running through Arsenal at the minute um like I just got all my equipment back from Snake and um the scene where uh, Ryan's running around naked in Arsenal and that was the point where like my wife came back in and was like the fuck are you playing it was like it is not yeah. worth explaining why we're you're why too we're far here. at that point yeah that's, why we're yeah. here why he's naked why this is a reference to another thing what the giant meta story is about all of this yeah. like it's just not worth explaining like it's so in the weeds at this point um but it's such it's it's the thing that really gets me as well like we'll, we'll actually we'll, I'll talk a little bit about the package itself in a second but like the emulation is not or however they're doing it the hd collection whatever it's not yeah. like improved anything. Like it runs at, I think it runs at 1080. I don't even think it runs at 4K. Yeah, like it, it does. Just, it it just doesn't run. run it definitely doesn't run at 4K. Yeah, it is. yeah. Um, but it runs at 1080. It runs about as well as I remember the PS2 version running. So like it's fine. But like the bit where you're um swimming through, um the lower levels to get to Emma, like that still looks really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks really like it looks good in a way that like and there's like and a lot of that is i saw a tweet. So that 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 did happen when we were playing through it on the tanker section someone mm. else that was like watching along with us was like how good did this look at the time it was we were like incredible. it was it was pretty damn good at the time yeah. yeah it was really good at the time so seeing it like upscale because he was like the i think the thing he was going for was that like it still looks pretty impressive mm. when you upscale it mm. so it must have been really good for 480 when it was restricted by a it was like i think what one of my other friends at the time likened it to like when people do hd like upscale not upscales but like hd th- stuff for like switch games yes you realize that uh, like switch games can be fucking amazing they're just incredibly limited by the platform they're on yeah it's the same thing like, and again it's the same like, idea like a lot of switch games like especially when you see people playing like tears of the kingdom 4k and stuff like that where none of the assets yeah, exactly. have changed yeah. 
it's all art direction. Well, it's all just like yeah. the choices that have been made for that. Because like even it's very very obvious that the poly count on most of Big Shell is like remarkably low, right? But it doesn't matter, and the textures are like super low res. Like they're like that aesthetic actually, especially when you come from MGS one. Like the aesthetic between one and two is actually, <clears throat> excuse me, is actually really interesting, and it's why we're starting to see a lot of like indie games and like independent games eat that style. Like we're at the point where we're doing PS one and we're doing PS one really yeah, well you're now. Still- doing your ps1 throwback stuff but like yeah. the text- you're like el paso everywhere and exactly. stuff like that like but like the yeah. texture stuff in mgs2 specifically has always stuck with me as as a as a brilliant bit of design because the textures themselves are super blocky like they're really yeah. low res but they high res like things like text and little details enough where it's like it feels consistent and it feels like a industrial like big shells and oil rig right it's not like a yeah, particularly organic yeah. space and they use it really, really well, and it and it holds up when you see it. And it's like, yeah, the textures are low res, but enough enough of it is readable by design. And I saw a tweet um, just this week actually, because there was the first footage of the Snake Eater remake came out this week, like in engine stuff. And somebody had put some of the scenes from the original trailer and the new one like next to each other, like playing. And you're like, yeah, like the new one looks super good it looks super realistic and like they have a bunch of the trailer shots like compared but mgs3 looked good because of the art direction like if you don't have yeah. the ability to do photo real you have to make decisions that make stuff look effective there's a scene of like a vulture next to each other and it's like yeah the new vulture looks like a fucking vulture but the old vulture is a stylized vulture that still looks really good and the problem, yeah, I think, yeah. with like what they're doing with like MGS3 of like properly remaking it, I don't think you could do that with 2. I genuinely don't think you can do it with 2 because... What well, like sh- make it look super high-res yeah, or whatever. Photorealistic like, Big Shell would look like the most boring fucking thing ever, I think. Like, just the design of that sure, thing yeah. looks it's, so it, boring. It helps. Yeah, you're right, because it has that weird... Almost, it's not quite otherworldly, but like because of like it, the color palette of Big Shell, yes, it's like very, it's like orange and like yes. blue and green and stuff like that. It doesn't look like a normal structure, like it is this. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I understand look- where you're coming from. Yeah, that totally. But is. um, but yeah, it's it's, and I saw a lot of like game artists and like game developers and stuff like that. Actually, not bemoaning. That sounds critical, but like being slightly disappointed about the look of, of um, Sneakier Delta. Of being like, yeah, like photorealism is difficult, and like, hey, video game making video games is difficult, but photorealism yep. lets you kind of sidestep a bunch of what you used to have to do in art direction, or I mean, what people still do in art direction if you're doing a stylized game. Remember, so actually, like this, this is actually when our um, the El Paso Everywhere video that we did, which is up, we had a conversation about like why are people doing PS One style stuff like is it easy or like sprite stuff is like is for smaller games like is it easier and it's like no it's not easier it lets you do art direction specific things yeah, yeah. it lets you do stuff yeah, yeah. it's a choice I mean, yeah. you, you look at like the the kind of um like your, your this seventeen thousand indie horror games that come out on steam every week right a lot of them look really good now especially like now that yeah. Unreal Engine yeah. 5 is now in the hands of like everyone like you can pretty easily get a game that has really good lighting 
really good like visual like assets of like houses or abandoned places or whatever it is relatively straightforwardly so you can make a, a, a so you can make these games look really really good but you don't have art direct like you don't have the same level of like soul to it obviously like this game yeah um, there's the game that everyone was talking about recently um stray souls that's a game right it's like a horror stray game souls. that came out yes. recently yeah. um and i saw on on twitter somebody's like broke out and was like not only is this game not particularly good it is like it's all purchased assets it's all like it's kind of it doesn't really work particularly well it's all uh, but it's like feels like almost like a video game except that it's kind of strung together yeah. with a bunch of different stuff and it's like why are you making a game where you're just putting all this stuff like it, it, that whole discussion gets kind of complicated kind of quickly but it is like when you look at something like Metal Gear 2 like so many decisions have to be made there in terms of like art direction and style and all this kind of stuff that means it means that when you bring that game back in 2023 you're like yeah this looks this is not photorealistic, but it doesn't fucking matter because it has such of its own identity and its own look, and it's still incredibly readable as a yeah, like yeah, yeah. St- stuff like the one that got me was um, remembering in real time as you're going through the tanker section that like oh if you shoot out the guard radio it means they can't call for help and that's a viable yeah. tactic for you to get through that and it's like. That that happened dynamically when I was watching yep. my friend play it. Like she just panicked and fired the gun yep. and it hit the radio and he shook it and stuff. Yep. And it was like light bulb moment. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you need to be able to read where the radio is on this character model that is yeah. pretty low res and all this. It's just it's yeah, it it's it's fascinating. Um we should also probably say the package itself, um, like the collection bit of the collection is really weird like it's it feels like the minimal effort that i think we kind of expected because like konami are done making video games they're just like this yeah. is an easy thing to put well not easy thing to put it's it's a, it's a thing made up of like wrappers within wrappers yeah it's like exactly. so strange and yeah. it's so inconsistent as well so like so when you buy it so i bought it on, on playstation when you buy it on playstation yeah. you get it's like it, it is actually a collection a feature i did not know playstation had um but uh, so you buy the collection and it comes over as 10 different installable things in your library, right? So it's like all all three games in both PS5 and PS4 versions, which is interesting as well, because like, why are there two separate versions of this? I, I don't know yeah. why, the, like, why would you not just have the PS4 version play? Like, it doesn't, anyway, it doesn't matter. So you get all of that. Then you get like the bonus content as a separate installer. And then the two MSX games, and Jesus Christ, I think yeah. there's something else as well. I can't quite remember. Um, but you boot, when you when you when you boot up MGS two, you get like the, the 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 packaging menu, which is like start a new game, and then there's like because the, the the thing we were talking about beforehand was and actually you can now answer this now that you've seen somebody play MGS one. How do they handle yeah. Meryl's codec? uh there's a there, there's a well i just told her is the answer okay. i knew it off okay. the top of my head yeah, but yeah. the um there is a thing in the opening wrapper for mgs1 that has the manual in it and you're right. supposed to like but yeah. does it is it the it's same not as MG- elegant but it's a way of doing it is but. it the same thing as mgs2 where when i hit manual because i was interested in seeing how they were going to do this 
it brings up like a 3D model of the manual, and then you. I don't open... know. Okay, we, ne- so, we never did it. So for MGS2, you hit manual, and it brings up like a 3D like manual, and it's like got a bunch of flip manual over, and you can see the oh, back of the sure. manual. Okay. But then you go open the manual, and it redirects you to a web page, and you're like mm. ah, like. But also in the same package, in the bonus content uh, for MGS2, there's like a God, what did they even call it? There's like a book that I don't think is a real book, but is like the design of MGS2 or like the making of MGS2 or whatever it is. And it's like a, it feels like it's an art, not quite an art book, but like does go into detail about like how they made some of this stuff and like here's some original designs and all this kind of, and that's done in 3D in the thing with like zoom and you can go through it. It's really high res and all this kind of stuff. But the manual itself redirects to a webpage and like the soundtrack that comes with it is like, 15 to 20 select songs from all three games it's not oh, even the cl- okay. entire ost and stuff like that and it's like i feel like you've just missed so much it, like if this is supposed to be like the history of metal gear as two collect like, potentially two volumes of like here's the whole thing that you could have and put on a shelf quote unquote like you're missing so much in there that you could have done um so the package is a little bit disappointing but like uh, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which has now been talked about on the internet ad nauseum <clears throat> about how disappointing the package is yeah, but, yeah. but it's, it's like actually seeing it I was like ah yeah you missed a whole bunch of it's stuff not, here it's very clearly been patched together like yeah. the, the, it in the like quickest way possible it doesn't yeah. even have like the remember the was it MGS2 that came with the DVD the, the extra DVD that had a bunch of features on it about like them doing yeah, military training so. yeah. like that's not anywhere that stuff is super good and like i watched a bunch of that when i was when i was younger it's like that's not anywhere to be seen um they don't have the um i suppose it unlocks when you finish the game right like the the play the cutscenes with different models feature yeah like, that's that's yeah, i assume that's in there but we'll see it does have some of the substance stuff so like the vr training missions are in there it's just it feels really kind of it could be a lot better is what i'm saying but yeah, just the idea yeah. the idea that we have those games playable is enough for me um i'm probably gonna play snake eater again i don't like snake eater i think snake eater has some really good bits but i it's just not it's not why i'm came to metal gear like it's so i don't know i'm just i'm not a snake eater fan but i probably will play through it again just to remember it um but yeah, that's the that's the Metal Gear collection. It's I'm glad I can yeah. play those games again. Metal Gear Two still a a incredible game. Um, what else have we got? Um, I've I can very quickly say I finished. Well, I finished one bit of Phantom Liberty, um. So I saw the ending I didn't want because I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just speed run from the moment that game forks. I'm I'm yeah. gonna speed run the ending I didn't want to see what happens. So like I didn't do any of the side stuff. I didn't like finish any like the relationship quest or anything. I was just like, I just want to see what the ending is. And you see it and you're like, eh, okay, fine. Uh, and I'm now trying to finish everything else to do the real ending that I actually want to see. I'm still working on that. Like I I I said this at the time and I continue to be correct. I think that like it is unfortunate the mainly correct narrative about that game about how broken it was especially on console really did get in the way of what is this incredible game like i think 
there's so much stuff in there that is really really good and is exactly what i want from that game from that style of game that it's really disappointing that the narrative kind of got away from it and especially if you come to it for phantom liberty like i think even the non-dlc parts hold up pretty well um yeah it's it's i i think yeah i think they're the parts of that game that are good are still good but i think that phantom liberty in general is like better than oh absolutely absolutely it's some of the best quests in the game but i think there's a lot of stuff in the original stuff that is also really really good and the the thing i really appreciate as well like having like going back and doing a bunch of the original quests after phantom liberty like um they've added a bunch of stuff to the original quests that are phantom liberty specific that yeah surprises me every time like there's a quest you do in the main game for I'm not going to spoil stuff but like the, the 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 musician that you meet um in that game uh who you see in phantom liberty in the party sequence the one that does the performance there like you do a quest yes, for her in yeah. the main game and yep. i had done that after doing all of phantom liberty so you go and do her quest a quest i've done twice now before in previous previous game throughs there's a new line in there about oh you're the person i saw at the thing and it's like yeah. that's that's so much more than you would like that's that's above and beyond for me that's like why would you even like it makes sense that you would say like hey i've seen you before but like even without the new lines you could get away with it being like oh shit it's that person but they've added new lines and they've added a bunch of new content in there that refers to Phantom Liberty stuff in the main game. Yes. And I yeah, just think yeah. that stuff is so cool. There's a bunch of stuff in that that, yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, it's like the ne- it's like the next level of like caring about that level of yeah. DLC. Like, and again, especially in like a cohesive world where yeah. everything is supposed to tie together. Yeah. Exactly. And stuff does tie together really well. And again, like CDPR known for this, like Witcher 3, like yep. did a lot of this and I'm glad that a yep. lot of it is in there. And I think hopefully, hopefully, the next the sequel takes a lot of this and like they have a foundation to build on now they don't try and rebuild the whole thing and be like just make a bunch of content like just take what you've got make a bunch of content that's really really good yeah. focus on that stuff yeah and you're golden um yeah games really really impressed with that and i really want to see how the other ending goes in this but um yeah um was that um we we've both played i mean i've played a chunk of endless dungeon now how much have you played yep. of that game uh like six seven hours something oh like wow that. okay cool i've had like one co-op session of it so far yeah um that game's really good and i sound yeah it's really cool yeah like, really, really uh, cool game so endless dungeon is uh a how do you even describe it like a action rpg slash power defense it's a- it's a it's a twin stick shooter with tower defense elements roguelite game. Yep. That's the that is set in is. the endless universe, which yes. these previous games are a four X game and so, so there's Dungeons of the Endless, which was a dungeon crawler, there's Endless Legend, which was a Civ style four X game, and there were yep. two Endless Space games, which was like a space four X game. Right. And they and then, all have a cohesive narrative and a cohesive story that all goes together. And then this is a all those things that Cal just mentioned, um, set in the same universe. It's really good. Yes. So I'm I'm playing it co-op, um, which they they acknowledge the co-op stuff is slightly confusing. Um, well, it's not confusing. Like 
I think they acknowledged very quickly that it was not the best idea. So that game was in early access for like a year or something, right? I think so, like yeah. Long, from what I can tell. Time. Yeah. Um, when we went to go actually play it, there's a the last post on like their Steam News thing is like we are reworking co-op progression because we understand it's not great, and it's like yeah. having to explain like which bits carry over locally to which bits are only on the host and like this currency is host only but this currency is local and only the yeah. host can unlock this stuff and all those kind of stuff like that's one thing um which is just like weird weird progression stuff and weird design stuff but also like the interface stuff for that is really weird where like some menus will have like a thing at the top that says only the host can do this in different words i think or like weird. this is okay. this is pulling from the host's currency um and and stuff like that but it's the menu when you go into the menus there's there's one menu i think it's like the hero up i think it's the chip the hero upgrades menu like it says no it's not that because that is the thing that's local there's some menu you go into to do an upgrade somewhere that's like this is the host like this is the host can only do this this is pulling from the host currency but it's the thing it's showing and what's grayed out and what's unlocked is like your local progression not the host right yeah so you can kind of look at various stuff and be like it's kind of hard to know what you've got and what you've not um and then there's some stuff as well like i I think the in-game co-op stuff is weird as well where like you go to like an upgrade station in the dungeon and only one person well multiple people can use it at a time but only one person is like doing active stuff and like you can page between characters in there but I, it's unclear about like whose resource. Well, obviously it's everyone's resource, but like who I'm upgrading, who's actually in control of this menu. It's yeah, like who it's going to be active for. Yeah, and, there's like, all that there's, stuff, there's yeah. some stuff in there that I'm just like, it feels like it's just not quite polished for co-op. But like the actual like minute to minute gameplay stuff is super good. Like I really like the a lot of really smart, like all the genres we mentioned at the start. Like it feels like they wouldn't tie together in the same way that in a, in a way that makes sense but actually it really does well like... it's so it's interesting right because of the way the game's set up where it's 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 multiple levels that all have like this procedural map thing mm. and as you explore the map you get the resources and you find spawners for the enemies that are dictating your like tower defense style thing mm-hmm. it's not it's not like tower defense where you're actively placing the towers because then you could do like the the maze thing where you just like make a yeah straight line backwards and forwards but there's like set points where you put turrets down that is like the roots of your defense that are all defending this one robot that you're supposed to carry to the end of the level yep um it's it's weird that that's the that that is how far they're gonna take the turret defense thing but it it, it's weird where it's like a very light turret defense but it's bolstered by the fact that you have the unique heroes that all have yes. their own like speciality and like thing that they do well. Yep. So you can do like I was I was like listening to other people talk about this and you they they talk about like the oh yeah, there's there's heroes that are set up for like tower defense style strategies where it's all about the turrets you put down and how you interact with them and stuff like that. Or there are like gun defense strategies where it's just your hero and it's just a twin stick shooter. Yeah. Or you can sit somewhere in between. And that's it, and it does all of that stuff pretty well. Like it's not fucking anything up. Like the, yeah. none of it feels bad. No, um, no, and that is obviously then gets altered by the roguelite element, where when as you run through, you purchase upgrades for your character that only work for the run. That would obviously then skew 
how you're going to do it because if you get a bunch of upgrades that are like oh these are all really good like gun shooting upgrades yep you're going to focus more on the gun shooting rather than the turret building yep. which is it's, it, it, it's interesting how all of the systems that are there are there supported by every other system yeah i think cool. that's i think that's the thing like the, the so you have um three resources that you collect during the run so like one that upgrades your heroes one that upgrades like um technology in general and the other one that is specifically for building towers and the the way that the you get those resources some of them are just lying in the level but the other ones are like you get a specific amount of resources for every door that you open into a different section and you can upgrade yeah. like every door gets you like you can upgrade it's like you used to get plus four and now it's plus eight plus 12 or whatever so it's such a simple idea but it so nicely does risk reward in really interesting ways right where it's like okay yes we can go open other doors to get more resources but fuck knows what's behind them the more doors you open yeah. that's what triggers a wave if you open specific doors the the one thing i would quite like is if it showed you the path that the bot is going to take between two sections yes yeah because it gives then, you the pathway yeah. which which is an, a thing in in a lot of tower defense games where it'll be like as soon as you start a wave like the line will appear it's like here's where the wave, the wave's gonna go so instead you have to do things like you have to kind of guess of like well we're gonna leave this door shut specifically so that the bot will go this specific way in order to get stuff or it will funnel creatures down specific paths and all this kind of stuff um that one system was enough for me to go okay they've really thought about this like they've yeah. really thought about how how they're gonna how they're tying all these things together there's definitely a couple of moments in there where like i don't i don't particularly like tower defense games like they just don't really do much for me um mm -hmm. and we were sitting doing we were sitting playing a thing and i asked a question i was like oh i'll go do i can't even remember what it was it's something about positioning of turrets or like which upgrade i should get or something like that and one of the people i was playing with was like well yeah you do this thing have you never played a terror defense game before and i'm like well no like not really <laughs> so like there's obviously some stuff in there that is very much like if you've done a bunch of terror defense you know how to set some of this stuff up but i don't yeah like, i'm just yeah, like yeah. i'm more on the twin stick side rather than the the, the um terror defense side so yeah and it's like i like the aesthetic i like the soundtrack is actually really good i'm really enjoying yeah, the stuff good. that's in there yeah. um yeah it seems really cool I, i'm enjoying it quite a lot um i'm supposed to play more tonight, I, would, so. I, I feel like that game works way better co-op yes because when absolutely. you're solo absolutely what ends up happening is that you go in with three heroes and you plonk them down like they're turrets yep i'm and sure they like don't use their abilities unless you tell them to and stuff like that. It's really weird. Whereas I think if you have like three people that are all actively using abilities and like talking about stuff, yep. it'd be way better. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. And you um, can still totally playable to solo and it's mm -hmm. fun and everything like that. I just feel like it's way, it makes way more sense as a co-op Absolutely. Because you, so. you can call people over to various things much easier. And yeah. And you can kind of bark at people to get stuff done. And yeah, it, it seems like it's definitely designed more for that, I think. Um, yeah for sure than yeah. that um yeah so that's endless dungeon that's out um let's go to break and then we'll talk about the last couple of things after break sure i think um so consequently i've taken one of the sound the music from endless dungeon Um this mm -hmm. soundtrack was done by he's mainly done by this arno roy apologies for my pronunciation um this is a track called crystal bot from the endless dungeon soundtrack post for links you can pick that up and we will be back with more after this
that was Crystal Bot from the Endless Dungeon soundtrack. Check post for links so you can pick that up. Um, and maybe have a look at the game. Is that game on Game Pass? No. No, no, it's so. not. Yeah, but the game is also like twenty pounds. It's like yeah, not, it's yeah, yeah. Um, it's well worth it's well worth looking at it. Yeah, especially if you've got people to play with. It seems like it's a good, friends. Yeah, very good one. Um, before the last game, I'll very quickly mention some stuff. Well, not some stuff. Like three things from the Steam demo fest that happened. Um, just things to put on your radar. American Arcadia is a really cool, uh, inside like puzzle platformer style thing with a great look yeah and a great concept really 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 cool little thing yeah. um there's while we wait here which is a uh, is a kind of nar- like first person narrative thing with like a great awesome demo reveal at the end when you when what's happening i'm uh, looking forward to seeing that and then i'll very quickly mention there's a game called uh the thaumaturge i uh, my pronunciation of this is going to be nightmare it's a word that means a thing uh a performer of miracles or a magician, British English, Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge. Th- Thaumaturge um, is the There word. you go. Um, it's coming from Fool's Theory, which I think have some history. Oh no, this is the first game. Oh no, it's an 11-bit pub studios game. So that's like 11-bit do a whole bunch of different stuff. That's why I recognized it. Um, they worked on the remake of The Witcher and apparently did some work on Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so I don't think that game's very good, but based on the demo, but the thing that interested me about it was how different that is like they're 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 quite clearly going for like a triple a style game. It's like top down got elements of like uh like disco Elysium and stuff in there like they're going for that kind of bigger style of game it's very like detailed it's very high res it looks the character animation is pretty good and all this kind of stuff but it just i had way less i was way less interested in it by the end of it than something smaller like oh wait here or um american arcadia or like something stylized like that like there's something about it was like it's trying to do so much and it's like all systems in that game um it just it just didn't click and it's like it's just it just reinforces this thing I've had of like the difference between like AAA and people attempting AAA and like everyone else is so weird right now. Where like if you don't have like mega budget, going for that is so difficult. It seems like um, as compared to like smaller games where I will probably have a better time with. And the Thermotard was a real sticking point for me of that of like yeah like you need to do this really right. Or it just becomes yeah, kind of yeah, hollow yeah. and weird. Um, but yeah, that was that. Um, so the last thing is Alan Wake 2 came out finally, like one of my most anticipated games of um, of the year. So we're recording this on Sunday and it came out on Friday. So I'm six hours in, five, six hours, I think, mm. in at this point. Um, that game is kind of spectacular. Um, in a way, so I'm playing on PS5, and it is, it's such, it's such a thing. Like Remedy just have such a house style that they just nail it every seems, single fucking it time. It seems like they've they've kind of got it since Control, because like Control was the Control was the turning point when the Remedy games were starting to like 
actively do like numbers because like control and stuff like reviewed really well and was really really popular whereas the other remedy games were cult popular but not super popular and yeah like all that stuff but now like i I i've said before i really like the original alan wake i thought american nightmare was super interesting you're fucking crazy but yes i know uh the um but control was like that turning point of like they finally nailed it so i was really interested to see what would happen with Alan Wake 2 and yes. then listening to other people talk about it it seems like Control was the turning point and now that they've done Alan Wake with the Control ideas it's kind of gone yeah. to the races and I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just checking I'm just checking the Remedy um, history because it was Max Payne Max Payne 2 Alan Wake yeah. American Nightmare Quantum yeah. Break a game I keep meaning to go back and play to see why? No, you don't. No, no I don't. You, no, it, it exactly. So terrible. Like it's it an not... academic. It's an academic exercise. I understand yeah. it's not good. No, I just mainly I don't want to do it because I don't want you to go back and play it, and then I have to sit here for forty-five minutes on a podcast trying to get you to explain why you think it's amazing. Like I don't want. I don't to think do it's going to be amazing. Not... I do not think it's going to no, be amazing. You've, you've said this before, and then we get in this exact situation. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, control was the real big moment. I think for that mm. for, for that, and then. But Alan Wake 2 is not the worst. Like, gonna... like I said, in my game of the year thing, Control was the game that proved to me that Remedy can make a game that I want to play. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Tried playing, tried playing Alan Wake, think it's garbage. Tried playing American Nightmare, think it's garbage. Like, I'm now, it's I'm, now not... actually, I'm now actually noticing that Max Payne 3 is not in this list. Did Remedy not do Max Payne 3? No, it was Rockstar, remember? Oh, fuck, it was as well. Yeah. Huh. That's why it was like completely different to the rest of the Max Payne. In a good way, but like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Completely different. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so my my worry about Alan Wake Two was going to be like, they've got this this spectacular thing with control. They're going to just do control, and they haven't. They have they have pared back a lot of because because control is like an action game kind of essentially like it's a it's a third person shooter with some like with specific elements, but it's basically a third third person shooter. Like the the telekinetic powers and like the multiple guns and all this kind of stuff. Like that's the game they're going for. Alan, when they announced Alan Wake Two and they said like we are going more survival horror, I didn't know yeah. what that meant in the in the type of games that Remedy do. Right, they don't do survival horror. And it turns out what they've made is a survival horror game, and it's really good at it. It does sure, a lot of the yeah. stuff that you would expect, specifically with um, resource management. Again, a thing I am not, I do not like in games. They've managed to walk the line here of it being playable. Like it's not. So, for instance, like the 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 flashlight battery thing. So what yes. you what you had in Alan Wake One was you the, the core really shit the, mechanic of Alan yeah. Wake One. So the yeah. core. So in the original game, you had like um, a bar for your for your flashlight, and when you did the focus, that would like burn the darkness off. It would just reduce this bar, kind of like a stamina bar, basically, and then you'd replenish it with batteries. Sure, yeah. What they've done in 2 is they've chunked that bar up into bits. So, like, every battery will give you, like, six shots, like, ammo, essentially, of, like, focused firing. Which means that if you miss with one of them, it's a bad, it's bad because batteries are not common. Well, they're common, but they're not like you start to pick them up, you start to manage them. So like, there's a specific section I was playing last night where like it's super important that you have flashlight burn ready to go 
and like you're really tense managing these batteries and you're like dodging stuff yeah. to, so you don't have to use it and, like, like they're doing that part of the survival horror really really well they're also doing it's much slower than control it's much more considered like just in terms of like movement yeah. speed and shit like that like they're they're taking it very slowly there's like jump scares but not really jump scares it's just like kind of the stuff you would kind of expect but done in a kind of remedy flair which works really well like i don't like jump scares in these games i'm more of a psychological horror person than a jump scare person yeah. but it works in this context they're doing it in um and yeah like all the performance is really good the animation's superb like again i was sitting next to my wife while we were playing this just, this looks incredible and a lot oh, of yeah, it, it's good, really good it, looking it, thing. it seems really cliche to say but like a large chunk of it is the lighting like the way that remedy use light is incredible like there's a scene um where like it's sunrise in the forest and like the way the color of the light the way it comes through the way it comes through the trees the way that it lights your character and the surroundings the way that it interacts with the camera it's just it's superb and then there's also a sec so in terms of just like pure like like good looking lighting that's one thing but then you go into yeah. like a i don't even know how you describe it strange sequence as one of the characters and you, you'd see this if you see a lot of the key art for the game like red light is like a thing in this game like it's a it indicates st- i'm trying to skirt around explaining story parts yeah but like it's it, it's a thing in this game like it indicates stuff and they do like red lights in through the forest and stuff like that and i don't have you ever seen did you ever see oh fuck the nicholas cage uh movie like the surreal horror mandy mandy yes you yeah know the i way saw that, like, it the weekend it came out yeah. yeah you know the way that movie does lighting where it's like single color lighting but done like through yes, stuff yeah it's that good like it's spectacular the way they use it and the way that it hits characters and stuff like that it beggars belief um and then there's other parts there's there appears to be like two parts of the game that you're kind of playing simultaneously with different characters and one part is like god how to do this without talking about story stuff they they do dreamlike better than any game has ever done dreamlike right where they, they have bits of this in control where it's like there'll be like distortion that kind of looks like smoke that kind of moves around as you're doing stuff they have amped that to like the nth degree where it does feel like stuff is moving out on your periphery i think it's very yeah. difficult to do in games but there's definitely stuff that that looks like it's moving just out of view they're doing weird like world shaping stuff which you look at and you go wait well, so the thing that I saw, which I thought was really interesting, which is a thing that uh, Control did really well, which was the the like layering of what looks like FMV on yes. top of yes. the game and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like not doing it like Control did, where it was doing it for like shots of the director and like stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like doing weird perspective stuff. It, it is, I guess, it's kind of the. It seems like it's doing the FMV layering thing in Alan Wake Two just for like spooks. It's just doing it to make it look weird and like give it this some weird of, sort of grainy. Some of it. So there's a mechanic. So the, there's also way more mechanics in this game than I thought there was going to be. Like it's a relatively. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's kind of there's a. Blah. 
craft words. As you say, there's not a lot. There's not a lot you can talk about in this. No, and that's fine. So one of the, one of the things. So the main. So the main character. So the setup for the game, even the way the game starts, anyway, is you are playing as an FBI agent called Saga Anderson, who has been sent to Bright Falls by the FBI because there's been a series of ritual murders that have happened in the town, and you need to investigate it. You're partnering with a detective called Alex Casey, who is just Sam Lake. It's Sam like, Lake, yeah. It's Sam Lake. <laughs> Not voiced by Sam Lake, but Sam Lake's... I don't think it's voiced by Sam Lake. Looks exactly like Sam Lake. But it's looks him, exactly like Sam for Lake. sure. Which comes into it in ways I will tell you off air, but like it's spectacular. Anyway, so you go to this town and you're investigating these ritual murders. Um, that's the... As you say, I don't want to know anything off air. I'm going to play this game. Oh, you are? Point, okay, so I didn't know if you were actually going to play it or not, so that's fine. Oh, but... no, like, like I... Alan Wake did like I don't hate Alan Wake as a totality. Alan Wake did some cool stuff. Yeah. Like there was cool environment, cool story, really interesting idea. Think Alan Wake a character, a bit of a wanker, but whatever. Sure. But the game was bad to play. That was my problem. Okay. So like, yeah, when you when you come and tell me, hey, Alan Wake Two is like Alan Wake to an nth degree and it's playable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sold. Okay. Cool, I'll go do so, that. Like, okay. So yeah. I will doubly not say anything. But so you're playing as an FBI agent. So the core mechanic in that game is she has a case board, right? She has, and she has a mind palace, which is like your kind of like. Of course she does. It's, it's your yeah. menu, but she has a case board, right? And you bring up cases, stuff you examine as clues go on the case board. You tie them together with red string. It does the whole thing as it's mapping stuff out. That is really interesting and does it's. I'm early on in the game, so it's pretty straightforward. Like there's only various things you can. There's only. Clues can only go in one specific place, and it's kind of easy to see where stuff's going to go. But they're obviously sure, just introducing yeah. you to the mechanic at that point. But it's a cool idea, right? They have this is part of the game that I didn't expect, like the detective part of it. Super good. Which then means I can't talk about the other mechanic because that's further on and is actually kind of a cool surprise. But yeah, they use that core mechanic in some really interesting ways in different parts of the game. Let's leave it at that. Um. So there's yeah there, there, there's more of that in there than I expected but like it's in terms of like it's pseudo open it's a yeah it's it's a kind of pseudo open game where like there are big areas kind of like control kind of was except it kind of locks you a little bit more where like there are big areas that you can kind of freely explore most of the time um with a bunch of like hidden stuff in it and like extra sides things that you can find and all this kind of stuff um but it is kind of difficult to know which ones are going to be main story and which are not so like there's a there's a section that says like there's a section where you go where it, there's like two objectives right where it basically says optional objective explore the previously flooded area and then the second objective which is the main objective is go back to the car and go back to the town right yeah. So I'm standing there and like you're on like a beach, like a that was at one point. The tide was in, you couldn't see anything, you're now on a beach. And I scoured that beach everywhere. And the, the objective never pinged. But what I actually want you to do is go way further in to the thing off the flooded beach to an area you I didn't realise you couldn't get to before, but now you can get to. And there's a whole other section in there you can do with a bunch of other stuff that I have no idea if it's relevant or not, but it's all there now. And then once you do all of that and then go back, it then pings the objective. You're like, oh, okay, fair enough. Right. right. Yeah, there's, yeah, sure. there's, so like these areas are open. You have a pretty decent map. Um, so you, it's not entirely linear is the point I'm trying to get at. It's not just like 
there's one path through this thing. There's a lot of big areas you can kind of run around in. Um, and yeah, like it feels like you haven't done. God, I keep having to skirt around stuff. The combat feels fine. Like it feels good. It's like yeah. control levels of like control did it pretty well. It seems like they're just taking what's there. Obviously, with the resource management part of it in mind, like you have to kind of keep a lot of that um in mind that you can't just like go blasting. Like you need to be careful with what you're doing. Yeah. Um but in terms of the FMV stuff, the way that they're integrating it into the game is is super interesting in this one where um they're doing bits of like they're doing it in like the menus in the same way they would do it with um not in the menus in like the mind palace but in the same way they would do control where like you would phone the hotline and the director would be FMV like behind you kind of in world but yeah. not quite there'd be sections you go through and you'd see things like in the world and it's quite clearly FMV. They're doing some really smart stuff in this one where they're doing some of that is in world and some of it is like there and you're seeing flashes of stuff. But there's sections as well where it's a beautiful section that I didn't realize what was happening until it's too late, which is kind of also the dream part of it. Where you're walking through the forest and I didn't realize it's FMV, but it starts to like morph the world you're walking through into a different area in a way that you couldn't just do in 3D. Like the FMV kind of layers on top of it and kind of starts to warp the world. And then by the time the FMV is gone, the world's completely warped. And that transition you couldn't do without this FMV technique. It's so smart. It's so cool yeah, to watch sure. happen. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff I'd want to talk about, but I can't because it's like the game. The game goes. The game goes pretty quickly as well. Like stuff starts happening very quickly. It does a lot of. Yeah, I can't even fucking talk about that. Never mind. The game goes real quick, uh, and it like stuff starts happening, like relatively straightforwardly, uh, relatively quickly. Sorry, is what I mean. Um, yeah, it's super interesting, and I'm fascinated by what they're going to do with it. It looks incredible. Control is all over that game, and I mean the narrative, like the Federal Bureau of Control, are all over that fucking game. Like, there's literally a section like this is 30 minutes into the game, where you're walking down to the shore. To where the, the original murder happens and there's just this like station like it looks like a like a transform like an electric transformer or something like that you walk by go, that's yeah. fucking weird i wonder what that is and then after that you come back up the thing you pass and there's just a dude working on it it's like hey who the fuck are you i'm the fbi and he's like oh yeah i'm from the federal bureau of control this is one of our monitoring stations oh they're just they're and there it's like, okay sure, and it's right. like what are you doing i was like that's classified it's like are you always here it's like no i'm just doing repairs like i don't do anything here i'm just i've been called out to do these repairs and it's like but what does this station do it's like ah, it's classified and then you get to go in the station and it's just like a bunch of weird mechanics in there and you read some um like reports from there and it's like oh they're just doing the thing like the 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 remedy verse is fully in effect here like this is all the same well you kind of expected that ever since the the alan wake dlc for control right like that's kind of the totally but like they are not it's not like they're not doing it as like a wink and nod stuff. No, it's like just it's there. like it's, yeah. it's front and center. It's a presence like, in the world. This is yeah. part of it. There's a really cool bit where, oh fuck, never mind. Cut that. I can't. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't no. talk. Yeah, but there's so many little bits in there that like, um, you don't know. Yeah, you don't. You you. It rewards you really taking in the world. This is so non-specific. It's unbelievable. But like, this there's a, there's a section of the game where like 
I didn't realize a big part of like the storytelling and the way it's communicating to you until you like defocus your eyes a little bit. And it's like, oh, all of this shit is like part of it. And it's just mm. like, it's, it's so cool. Um, they're doing a spectacular job with, with that, with, with the concept and they've turned Alan Wake into a thing that I think it was always supposed to be. Like, it feels like the original game was trying to do survival horror, but couldn't quite commit because, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't, I think they thought it wouldn't go down as well. Like, so they turned it into more of a third person shooter with, like, scary bits. This is, like, full, like, it reminds me a lot of, actually, of uh, Evil Within 2. Like, the kind of style that they're going for and the dreamlike quality and, like, the way that they're telling the story and, like, again... I love Evil Within 2. I think it's a crime. Normal people have not played that game. But like it, it feels a bit like that to me with definitely Remedy all the way through it and with much more of a kind of survival horror feel to it. Um, it's just superb. It's just absolutely superb. I, I did the thing. This is a PS5 thing, but um, it has the quality performance flip on the graphics. Mm, so you can either get yeah. 30 FPS at 2k i think it is or 60 at 1440 i think um all of the internet because i went reading because i was flicking between them at the start and i was like i can't see any difference except one is at 60 and i'm very susceptible to like frame rate like frame rate is very important to me so i yeah. always play on performance and i'm like i can't see any difference and i started googling around like what is the difference in the two modes apart from resolution because i can't see a physical difference um and all of the interviews with the game was like performance mode was added like very late in the gate in the cycle. They designed that game to be played in perform- in quality mode at thirty. Um, right. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I should probably play it at thirty, and I'm just like, it just, it, it, I am, I I like high frame rates too much. I switched to performance, and I haven't seen a difference yet. It's still everything's working, everything feels fine. So like, sure definitely explore performance mode if that is a thing that, that, that you might get but um yeah man this thing's so cool like i'm gonna do a bunch of stuff i need to do today and then immediately go back and play it i am astounded by what they're doing in this thing it's so cool it's exactly what i wanted this game to be and i'm nice. very very yeah. happy with it i'm um, excited to play it It'll be yeah you should eventually it's, at some yeah. point it's 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 really good. it's only so it's only on epic right on pc um like it's not on Steam because I'd like. Uh, you, you're so probably right, actually. I assume it's on Epic, yeah. Um, this five Windows, Xbox. Uh, I'm just check. Yeah, because I haven't seen. Or is, that it, or is it just not on PC? Like it's on PC. It's on Windows. So I assume it's on. It's not on Windows. I went on the Xbox Store. It's not on Windows. I'll make two. So it must be on Epic then. I'll make two. It must be an Epic Store thing. Yeah. PC. I'll look. I'll look it up. There's a yes, it's on Epic. Okay, fair enough. Um, all the codes I'm finding are on Epic. The official site says that's fine. Well, that's, yeah. that's okay. I can yeah. figure it out. But that, that's right, the place to go. go. Oh, but I mean, the PS5 version is really good. So, like, yeah, but I, that... I, I prefer play. I prefer playing games on PC. Like, it's... okay, fair enough. Um, although I would watch the oh, you've got an insane PC. You're fine. I know the yeah. specs, the PC specs for for that thing are kind of wild. I'll, I'm but sure I'll be okay, be fine. but you'll yeah, be I'll double check it. Um, cool. So that's Alan Wake. Um, is there anything else we want to mention briefly? I, 
think that was Not all really. I had. How is um, how's Ti? I know it's running right now. Is it interesting? Uh, fucking meta's bad. Like it's not a good Dota meta. It's fun. Like there's some good matches and stuff, but the meta's not fun to sit and watch. It's like you either win the game in like 20 minutes, or it's like a 70 minute mega clangor. Like it's just like <laughs> you, or it, and it's like yeah, and it's like there's no, there's very little in between. Like games are either over super fast or it's like super late game because that's just the way the game is now. So it's like, and most teams are going for super late game. So most teams are going like heavy on get as much gold as possible and push this to the late game. And that's right. just, it gets really dull. Something. There was a game last night at time of recording. No, not last night, the night before last. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I was like i'll go to bed after i finish watching this dota game and it was 87 minutes or something like that okay it was long and the last 20 of it so it was like interesting stuff for say half an hour i'll be generous Mm. interesting stuff for half an hour boring for like 20 (laughs) interesting stuff for 10 minutes then boring for 20 then interesting for the last five and the last like 20 minutes was like the camera desperately trying to find stuff to do so what it was doing oh, was really? looking you you can get there's a there's an item you can get a neutral item that is like it spawns minions for you like super mm. powerful minions and what the person was doing was getting this using it spawning the minions and using that to sneak into the enemy base and kill buildings so right. what the camera was doing was panning around and then eventually finding these minions and watching them walk to the building and kill it because it was the only thing happening on the map that was relatively interesting wow like it was so dull like it, it's boring it's boring 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 i hate the the sit here and turtle until we get one pick and then we'll play the game level dota it's just dull like it's i mean that that must say a lot about i mean when was the last time you actively played rounds of that game like oh like this year like my friend oh, was okay. like i want to try dota so i was like i will play dota with you so okay, we played enough. for a, a good couple of weeks again so yeah but, i mean that's always the the problem with like esport games like that right where unless the game is designed in a specific way like turtle like you need to play safe right like not no so not at all it is it's okay. purely a facet of the the current state of the game where right. that is that is of a benefit to do that Right. Or the or or and because it is of a benefit for you to go super late game, other teams can take advantage of it by going super early and just pushing you out. Gotcha. Like that's why that exists. The two extremes thing exists because one exists. If so, one exists, the other exists. So like that is the, the issue. Does it feel like games basically get locked into one of two paths where you're yeah, like they're going for the twenty much, minute yeah. or they're going for the ninety minute and that's it, basically? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. And, that, and that and that's not fun. Like that's not interesting and that's yeah, yeah. not um you want what you want is like a for dota let's say like a 45 minute scrapper where right. it's kind of push and pull and interesting in the middle not a peaks that go into huge massive valleys and then mm-hmm. peaks again like that yeah, yeah. just doesn't do anything like in my opinion anyway some people like that sort of dota sure, sure, sure. but like that's um but i think you said i think you said the production this year is is pretty cool of the actual like i mean the product the production quality of dota is always really good they, yeah, they, yeah especially for ti they always really pull it out but yeah the the ar screen things that they've got are next level like yeah. it's, it's pretty nuts always fascinating i came across yeah. by just because i think we've talked about this before um 
just YouTube algorithm suggesting me stuff. There's a channel out there that's doing that does like um like gig and event production and like in like oh, super sure. yeah. detailed stuff. Um and they were doing like they did one for like how they did Eurovision this year and like all the back end stuff for that and like the amount of people involved and stuff. They did one for like Ed Sheeran's new tour and all the complexities of that and all this kind of stuff. Super, super interesting. I need to send you that. But like yeah, that's cool. the production stuff of this has always fascinated me and we were talking as you're we watching it was like man i think if i wasn't good at my current job i think this would be what i would be doing like this is the yeah, kind of stuff it's i'd a be cool like thing, yeah um it's fascinating um cool i think the other thing um there's not even that much news but i'll very quickly hit these two stories um i was gonna read this um bgc headline verbatim um ea released title update to ea fc which is the new what they're now calling fifa like this is not just the fc yeah it's now fc 2024 uh released a title update to ea fc which hopes to fix an issue that saw players pick up the ball with their hands and run it into the net that seems like a core excellent football no issue. that's that's great like that's that's cool do that this yeah. is like a Again, again, other than like logical rules of football, why wouldn't you just do that? Exactly, like, just pick up the ball and run with it. Run with it. Um, yeah. yeah, apparently the ball can get stuck on models if you do specific animations. You need to right. like, attach it to your ankle and just like run into the goal, and it Amazing. works. Stuff like that, great. People are not happy with that game this year. Like almost immediately, all of the like FIFA influencers were out there going like, "I bought the like not founders pack, whatever the like the initial like thirty thirty pounds." Yeah like ultimate team pack of stuff and apparently it's just like complete shite it's just like you get one decent card and the rest of it's all dupes and it's terrible yeah. and a bunch, bunch of them are just like do not buy it. and these are the, these are the people whose entire life these are your is, your football influencers these are your fifa influencers and they're like do not buy this pack it is nonsense fucking great Oof, i've just seen these alan wake specs fucking hell Oof, yeah that's they were not fucking yeah this is why i was saying like yeah i'm just buying the ps5 oh, version yeah. i'm not gonna i mean i, I mean it's it, it's fine for me but like anybody else would be yeah. looking at that would be like pretty sh- scary like, it's wild yeah um jesus okay so the only the only other thing i just wrote down just not specifically because of the game itself but like the implications um disney dream out valley the disney game yeah. loft um animal crossing disney marketing machine which to all uh, to all extents and purposes, feels like it's doing exactly the thing that people wanted to do. Like I know a lot of people who yeah, play that thing seem very my happy about it. Loves that game. She's yeah. she was very happy with that game. Yeah. Um. So the whole plan was so it came out in early access last year, I think, sometime. Um. And the plan was like, if you want early access, you pay for early access, and then when the game comes out, it will be free to play, and it'll be paid expansions and microtransactions for currency and all that kind of stuff. Um. They have announced that they are backing away from the the um play aspect um where is the actual quote here um as we look ahead to the official launch this is officially from gameloft as we look ahead to the official launch with the learnings we gained from early access we made the decision to remain a paid game for the foreseeable future this choice ensures that disney dreamlight valley will be able to continue delivering on a premium game experience for all players it's important to us that we maintain our promise to keep delivering free content updates to add new characters realms clothing furniture and more surprises to your valley Purchases requiring moonstones, which is the paid currency, will remain sure. optional, fair, and match the level of quality players have come to expect. Players will still be able to collect free moonstones via mechanics. Shouldn't I don't exist know. in a game that you're paying sixty dollars for anyway. Or the... optionally choose to purchase them. 
So they're very much yeah. going down the, this is all optional, but it's very much here if you want it. Um, yep. And then they announced their first paid expansion, which is coming on... Do they have a date for it? Oh no, they will talk about it on November 1st on a live stream November 1st. They have not announced the date for it yet. Um, but the game leaves early access on December 5th and it looks like the price is going to go up. So if you're interested in that game, now would be the time to to get it. Yeah. Um, like it's one thing about like, this is an interesting story, but I think the interesting thing about it is the fact that this is Game Loft. Uh, game Loft, I think um, um, Arthur Geese on Twitter um, said like, which I agree with, it is interesting that Game Loft, the company that kind of pioneered microtransactions for mobile games, is moving away from a pure microtransaction yeah. um, system. So like for people who don't, like you have undoubtedly played a Game Loft game at some point because they have a thousand Farmville. of them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean Farmville being there. Well, that was Zynga, like, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like Asphalt, the, race, the mobile racing game that everyone uses to show off how good their phones look, like that's Game Loft. Yeah. Um, God, what like a bunch of of um, tower, def- uh, tower defense games. Um, God, oh, I'm just looking through their list of games, and it's like, holy shit, these are just hundreds of them. Uh, Minion Rush, that huge game from a while ago. Modern Combat, their kind of like Call of Duty thing, is there. Yeah. Um, like they have done microtransaction based mobile games forever speedstorm disney speedstorm that remarkably good kart racing game that was also them um this is their bread and butter and they are moving away from this system i mean obviously there are still microtransactions that you can still pay for currency if you want yeah but they find that they're not primarily they do not believe that free to play with microtransactions is a viable business should say a lot about where microtransaction games are i think it's super interesting that this is a decision they've made um yeah and it appears like the the dreamlike community is kind of split on this where it's like okay like if you were that into the game you've probably already paid for early access so they and they also said the expansions were going to be paid anyway so it doesn't really affect you but obviously there's a section that we're like i'll wait till it's free to play so i can at least experience it and see how i want to spend money on that game yeah it's no longer an option so like the base level is 40 dollars they have a $40, $50, and $70 version of that game with various levels of currency and add-ons and stuff. Um, I hate that the physical edition of this game, which is obviously going to be in like Walmarts and Best Buys and all that stuff, is called the Dreamlight Valley Cozy Edition. I hate that. <laughs> that sucks. But um, that's the name of the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting from a business point of view. Um... Okay, that's everything. Uh, what is coming up in November? Let's have a quick look here. Oh, um, God. So that Robocop game that is, seems... Oh, yeah, the surprisingly good one. Yeah, yeah the... the, actually, I played the demo of that. It seems totally functional and seems like there's something maybe in there. That's at the start of the month. It's on the 2nd. Um, Thirsty Suitors, which is a game I'm, I've been interested in for a while. What? It's also out. <laughs> Have you never seen that game? It's like a. I, it's, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a. God, how do you even describe it? It's. You should look that game up. Thirsty Suitor seems super interesting. No, I. I okay, I, sure. Okay. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna wait for you to tell me that it was a a tweet indie visual game, not a visual it's game. It's not. It's not. It, it's described okay. as an uh, action role playing game. 
with some super interesting okay, sure. concepts. Um, WarioWare, that new WarioWare game is out, which I'm actually kind of interested oh, yeah. in. That'd be um, cool. I forgot that the game existed. Partly the the Invincible, which is the like Russian aesthetic space adventure. Yeah, the like six, game, the sixty sci fi sixty sci fi yeah. one. Apparently that's out. I haven't heard anything confirm that. I've not heard anything about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I played the demo. I think it was super interesting. I will see if that game comes out. Uh, what else we got here? Bluey, the video game. Oh yeah, totally. We're all apparently interested in. Um, the like a dragon Gaiden, the like small. Yakuza game that's supposed to go between six that follows Kiryu yeah. between six and eight. The man who erased his name. Yeah. The man who erased his name. Fantastic title. Um for anyone who hasn't seen as well, the uh Infinite Wealth, the next big, like essentially Yakuza nine. Nine. Well, yes. it's, well it's now yeah, it's now like a dragon. It's, it's now not like a dragon anymore, but it's but the, yeah. the, the the new Yakuza game. But it's the, the ninth game. entry in the, uh, yes. the, the like the a dragon series, mainline yes. entry. Um, they had a trailer recently and it was like we've just added Animal Crossing to this game just straight yep. up like here's all the mechanics of Animal Crossing fucking yep. can't wait for that game it'd be great uh, Call of Duty obviously uh, American Arcadia is the 15th that's a game that people should look at for sure uh, play the video game Jesus okay they just call it I, I, I misread this list and I thought it said action RPG I was like wait what <laughs> no it's an adventure game um, yeah. bluey action RPG. Yeah, can you imagine what that would be like? Uh, be that's everything in November. I can see. In November seems kind of quiet, which is good. I mean, there's there's definitely some fun. stuff, and like we've got enough things to, to to keep us going. But like, yeah, there's 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 stuff in there. Um, unless that Yakuza game, sorry, unless that Like a Dragon game is says people, unless people say it's worth playing, I may skip it because the new yeah. the the main one's January, I think. I was yes, like, next year. Not that far away. You, so. I would probably, yeah, I would probably just maybe look up why it's relevant, and then yeah. that would probably be it. And then see, like, um, that's everything. My time at Sandrock apparently comes out. You like those games, right? Yeah, the version one comes out. My girlfriend's very excited about it. Oh, is it so, early yeah. access? Uh, yeah, it's early okay. access. Right the now. final final version is the second. So yes, uh, cool. That's everything. Um, site stuff. We have a El Paso everywhere. Well, that's a game I need to finish as well. That they. I need to finish that game. That game is yes. really, really good and only gets better the longer it goes on. The more wild they get with level design, that game is superb. It goes some fascinating places. Um, I need to finish that. Um, but yeah, the video of that's up uh, on the site right now. Don't have plans really for a lot of other stuff. Probably Thirsty Suitors I might show off when that game comes out just to show off what that game is. Um, I... If I have time, maybe the Robocop thing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Invincible, I need to check out. Maybe we'll do something with that. But we currently don't have any plans for for video stuff. So we'll continue on as we see fit. Um, Yeah, that's everything. GameEngineStart.com is the name of the website where you can find all the videos, articles, and podcasts are up there. Uh, YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart. Subscribe there. Get notified when we put new videos up. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Blue Sky, and co-host. If you search GameEngineStart, you'll find us there podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's us stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing we will see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye